Well, hello, and thank you for joining the RBC Clearing and Custody Tech Spotlight, where each call we have various guests join us to share best practices, new technology, and sneak peeks of what's around the corner. My name is Tara Wells, and I'll be your host today. And today is a very special topic. We're going to be focusing on the RBC Clearing and Custody five-year technology roadmap. We're joined by our Chief Operating Officer, Noelle Stave. And before we jump into this topic today, Noel, can you tell us a bit more about your experience and your role at Clearing in Custody? Yeah, sure, Tara. Um, hi there. Hi, everyone. Um, yeah, my name is Noel Stave. I'm the Chief Operating Officer of RBC Clearing in Custody. Um, I've been with RBC for just about 20 years, and I've had various roles in the organization, um, but, you know, most of them have been involved in some way, shape, or form with our clearing and custody business and you know, working directly with independent firms and advisors. Um, I do wear a lot of different hats um, as a chief operating officer, but right now, you know, I spend most of my time leading technology strategy and technology execution um, specific to the clearing and custody business. So, yeah, so that's me. Wonderful. Let's take me back to 2018 when you were drafting the five-year roadmap. How did you approach it? Yeah, you know, it was it was a big group effort. Um, you know, we we wanted to take what we had done successfully over the last few years and you know evolve that into our next you know the next five years. And, and looking back in 2018, you know, we believe um, we strongly believe and we still do in partnering with the best fintech firms out there. And we believe in offering choice to our advisors rather than dictating their technology, you know, technology stack. And so offerings like RBC Black and our marketplace concept have been at the forefront of this sort of philosophy and approach for several years for us. So, you know, back in 2018, we knew we had a strong technology offering, uh, supported 20,000 independent advisors and firms on our platform. Um, but technology moves fast and we don't want to rest on our laurels. And so just because something is good today doesn't mean we can't make it better. So with that in mind, you know, we designed and embarked on a series of projects and programs that better prepare us for the future needs of our independent firms. And, you know, the idea here is to, is to evolve what we already do well, close some gaps that we've identified, and then introduce new solutions that help our firms and RBC grow. The, the technology initiatives that we'll talk about today um, in the roadmap are anchored on these five focus areas. You know, right at the top, advisor and client enablement are at the forefront for us. You know, we, 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 this includes rethinking both the advisor and client-facing technologies. Um, we're also heavily focused on building out institutional capabilities to better service our institutional clients. And, you know, foundationally, there's work that we want to do in terms of integration capabilities and data services. Um, so those make up sort of the big five focus areas. And, and you know, as we talk through the roadmap, we'll, every one of those roadmap items service these five focus areas in some way, shape, or form. Fantastic. Well, I'm going to display the roadmap for those that are watching the WebEx recording. Can you walk us through the roadmap? So, yeah, so this is our five-year technology roadmap. You know, it, it talks about, it, or it highlights some of the big ticket items that will shape our technology offering. You know, again, this is the tip of the iceberg. There are many, many other initiatives sitting underneath this that support this roadmap that are, you know, that are equally important. But these are, these are really the big rocks that uh, that will move us forward. You know, we have been investing heavily in technology and people over the last few years, and our teams have been hard at work executing on this roadmap 
for almost two years in, in you know, under your leadership chair. Um, and, and these three broad phases that you see outlined here, you know, in many cases, each phase builds on the prior phase. So we've completed a lot of the work that you see in phase one. Um, many, of the, many of the items in phase one actually should be quite familiar to this audience. Technologies like advisory link powered by investment are, you know, digital lending tool or digital lending capability credit access line or Cal that you might have heard us talk about. Uh, and then, of course, RBC Black, you know, which is in the wild and getting rave reviews. In fact, right now, RBC Black has over 60 firms and roughly 1,000 users on that platform. So it's doing incredibly well. You know, other items in phase one include items like Simon, our new digital structured product platform, and then Quovo, our client aggregation solution, which were both introduced uh, late this year. Uh, and, and we're starting to see firms signing up for those, for those two tools right now. And of course, you know, during this unprecedented time, uh, you know, during COVID and, you know, this accelerated technology adoption that we're seeing from clients, you know, we took the opportunity to fast track mobile app, app functionality, um, and including client cell service capabilities whenever we could. And so as a result, we've rolled out mobile check deposit, um, ACH requests, and then the total wealth aggregation as well, all this year. Great. By the way, for those that you would like to learn more about Simon, uh, as Noel mentioned, the new digital structured product platform, I'd recommend watching our last tech spotlight, which really focused on fixed income trading and structured products. Um, great one out there where we had some, some really good guest speakers. All right, let's go back to phase two. Yeah, most of the work in phase two uh, is in progress right now and actually nearing completion. You know, right at the top here of our AOS platform or account opening and servicing platform, that's in pilot right now. Um, we'll be rolling AOS out to firms in waves throughout 2021. Uh, you, you know, I really think this is a game changer for our firms and their staff. You know, once completed, AOS will give our firms the ability to open and service accounts completely digitally, so no paper, and in minutes and hours instead of days. I mean, that, that, that's a huge, huge benefit, you know, even in normal times, um, let alone in the sort of COVID remote work times. You know, we also have our new client digital experience or, or CDX, which is a complete overhaul of our client rate spacing websites, you know, both investor connect and advisor connect. You know, we're moving into pilot uh, for the new client websites in December, and we'll be rolling it out to our firms in Q1 of 2021. You know, and I'd like to personally say that I, I got an opportunity to use the new CDX version as, as a pilot, pre-pilot person, and can say, you know, that I truly like the less is more design that draws my attention to what I'm looking for on the site. You know, less clutter, less busy, you know, comes to mind when I think about the new site. Um, I also do like the option, you know, for myself that, you know, it takes a little time to learn something new, but just that option to go ahead and go to the classic version too. So if I'm in a hurry, I need to find something, you know, I can quickly flash back to what I'm comfortable with, but yet still get to know and get more comfortable with the, the new design. Um, if you do want to learn more about our new modernized client website, CDX, or the AOS platform, I do encourage you to listen to the spotlight calls on Gateway on both topics. You know, we had Gwen Jorgens, our director of client digital experience, join us for that. And she really delved into the philosophy and the direction of that and, and gave a really great sneak peek of it, um, along with Julianne Sherman, who walked us through the account opening and servicing platform. All right, back to you, Noel. Yeah, we're also working on, you know, adding trading functionality to RBC Black, and you know, that's another big part of phase two for us. The focus area there for us is to add risk-alized trading integration. 
Um, Riskwise Trading offers model-based trading uh, where you can utilize either, you know, prepackaged models from large money managers or you build your own, right? And so, you know, the, the beauty of that platform is that it weaves the risk number concept that, you know, people love about Riskalyze, and it, and it sort of weaves that right into the full-fledged model management platform. So, a really cool offering. I think we're, we're all pretty excited about that. Yeah, absolutely. I had an opportunity to get a demo of the uh, new Riskalyze trading platform, and I liked how easy it was to use. And that's not something you always hear when you hear of a model management platform, um, but it truly was very user intuitive. Um, also, some of the features, which I, I got excited about, like the one-click fiduciary technology, you know, really when it drives the alerts to the advisor and lets them know which accounts need attention, like if the risk number drifts or there's a change in a model, you know, I like that efficiency and, and whenever I see that in technology um, to really help the advisor. Yeah, and so yeah, and so we're in pilot with some of our RBC Black Power users right now, and uh, we'll be rolling that capability out in Q1 of 2021. And uh, you know, you can actually use this integration outside of RBC Black, um, but it's such a good deal in RBC Black that it just makes so much more sense to use the entire bundle. Um, we're also building out, you know, our institutional offering to service firms that do more institutional type business and. You know, institutional is one of our five strategic technology focus areas, and you know we expect that first wave of functionality to be ready in Q1 2021. We also just launched our new annuity monitoring and, and processing platform in partnership with EBIX AnnuityNet. Um, you know, this platform is now live with one of our largest firms, and we're getting ready to offer that out to you know other firms that do a fair amount of annuity business. You know, AnnuityNet. It is a great platform. It allows you to digitize your application process and consolidate and, you know, get a consolidated view of all your in-force annuities. Um, but it's not for everyone. It's a great solution for those who do a lot of annuity business. And so, you know, if you're, if you're interested in learning more about it, you can reach out to your client service manager. Riskalyzed trading and institutional technologies each definitely deserve a technology spotlight call. So please look out for that in, in Gateway. Well, last but definitely not least, let's move to phase three. Noel, what can you tell us about the initiatives in this phase? Yeah, Tara, phase three contains some of the biggest items, you know, some big ticket items that you know, laying the foundation for, for the last two years. You know, first off, the big news will be replacing our portfolio view performance reporting tool with a new tool powered by Adipar. And as you know, Adipar is, you know, one of the FinTech industry leaders in reporting. And we've been working with them for almost a year now on, you know, the backend integrations and historical data transfers. Um, you know, that, that, that project is well underway. And as you can imagine, changing reporting vendors is not a simple task. Um, but the project is on target and we expect to roll out this functionality in late 2021. Great. Well, moving on to the next one, um, every idea has a backstory. So what's the backstory with the advisor portal nexus? Yeah, you know, as I, as I said before, we have a strong tech offering today, but we can make it better. You know, so nexus is really born out of the idea that, you know, we, we want to integrate, unify, and sort of simplify the experience that an advisor has or a firm, you know, firm staff member has working with RBC. And so the new Nexus, Nexus platform is really a first step in that process. Um, you know, Nexus will consolidate client information, uh, the applications you use, the service tools, service status, the news that you get today from multiple RBC sources. You know, today you go into Gateway, you may see news, you may launch applications, you might go into different applications. 
Um, the idea is to offer one platform that is scalable and functional and provides the long-term home for both integrations and experience improvement um, for you know, our advisors. Well, let's show a few screenshots. Give them a sneak peek of the direction that you envision for Nexus. What the, what's this gonna look like? So let's see here. Tell us what we're looking at yeah. here. Yeah, so you know this is this is the, the primary dashboard for Nexus when you first log in, and you know we designed the dashboard to try to bring all of the relevant actionable information to the forefront. Sure, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. And you mentioned um, how this was going to be able to launch applications. How would we how would we go about that? Today, you go into your um, you go into Gateway and you launch applications from your My Workstation tools. And we want to still have that functionality. So we want to have the ability to be able to launch an application from the new Nexus launcher um, to be able to mark favorites, rearrange them. So you you know have the things that you use most often at the top. But that is in addition to the ability to be able to launch applications directly from an account, for example. So if you're looking at a client record, you should be able to launch Cal or advisory link or AOS or trade that account. Um, directly from that page rather than having to come to the launcher, but we also know we need to have the launcher as well. So we want to give advisors both options, right? You seamlessly move into an application or go find that application out yourself. Yep, makes sense. Now, we often go to Gateway for a wide variety of the latest RBC news, whether it be tech issues, enhancements, or training calls. How do you envision this in, in Nexus? Yeah, news, communications, announcements, they'll have their own section in Nexus and, and so will training. What we're trying to do is, you know, make it so that articles, news, communications are much more searchable. Um, they are categorized. And so you can actually, you know, filter for categories such as client facing or regulatory or technology so that you can read the information that's relevant to you um, and, and also see, you know, any new articles that have been published since you last logged in. Um, same thing with training. We want the training to be at the forefront, sitting right in the application so that as you're doing a task or, you know, requesting a service, the help related to that is right there one click away rather than having to launch another page and go hunting and pecking for a different training module. We want to make sure the training is integral to the application itself as you move through. So uh, th those are the two, one, two of the things that get me the most excited, honestly, is sort of this new news feature and and trading because it it helps your user learn as they go through the application rather than having to go through a training and then come to the application and try to figure out you know how they how they practically apply what they just learned. Now this one's this is exciting. This truly is a game changer in changing the day-to-day -day lives of the advisor, the firm. I mean, the you saw on that first screen the ability to toggle between rep IDs and branches and just that flexibility that's gonna drive. Very excited. So of course everybody wants to know where are we today with Nexus? When 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 are they gonna get their hands on this? Yeah, and you know, we're we're well into development right now, the first phase, uh, the first version of Nexus. Um you know, we expect to roll out that first version in mid 2021 and, you know, we'll continue to iterate the platform over the coming years, but, you know, eventually until it becomes the backbone of your interactions with, with RBC. Um, you know, we do take an iterative or agile approach to technology development at RBC. And so our approach is not to spend the two years building in, you know, building behind the scenes um, and then having a big bang launch. What we would like to do is you know, build out a, you know, MVP or minimum viable product 
Um, get that out in the hands of the, our advisors. Take that feedback, roll that into the next iterative release. It allows us to get more new functionality out and get it out quicker into the hands of our advisors. And so, you know, we this approach has worked well for us over the execution of this roadmap, and that's the approach we're going to continue. Yeah, we do see that quite a bit with, you know, whether it be CDX or AOS or any of those. And as we do roll those out, getting that feedback to your point and just keep iterating on the platforms and, and making them better and better. So very critical in, in our delivery. So I see trading on there for phase three. What can you tell us about the TradeView initiative? So, you know, while our current Betalink and workstation workstations are, you know, highly functional, right? And they support over 10,000 users today. We we see the need to modernize and enhance our trading workstations. and so. You know, to that end, we've been building a new trading workstation that will eventually offer a competitive alternative to Betalink and Workstation. Our goal is to develop something that exceeds the functionality of Betalink and Workstation while still being more affordable and being deeply integrated into the RBC Nexus platform. We would also move away from our reliance on Citrix to deliver Betalink and introduce real-time pricing as part of that initiative. You know, it's great to hear um, Citrix won't be required for TradeView. I think that opens so many more doors for us to meet the needs of our advisors. Um, it is a pain point today. So you mentioned real time for TradeView. Any chance that's going to be available in Betalink? Yeah, that's a great question, Terry. Yeah, we, we expect to have real time data in Betalink, um, you know, in mid 2021. And to be very clear, um, Betalink is not going away. TradeView is a long term project. Um, but we're, we're, we're building something that will eventually reach the you know, level of functionality and usability that makes switching from Betalink or WorldStation to the new platform a no-brainer. Now that that's really exciting to hear. I know a number of people probably on this call are, are very excited about that. And one thing I would say to caveat that is as we move forward with TradeView and introduce that, that we are still investing in Betalink as a platform and still continuing to have our, our you know, generally a, a twice a year releases that schedule that that we see there and, and making we are enhancing that um, in parallel. All right. Well, I, you know, I appreciate a good quote and data is definitely not short of them. And one of my favorites is you can, ha you can have data without information, but you cannot have information without data. You know, that's Daniel Keyes Moran. And can you tell us about the new ad hoc reporting tool that's on the roadmap? Yes, we've spent the last two years laying the groundwork to offer our firms more access to their data. Uh, data is power, and this initiative will give our firms the ability to create their own reports and run them whenever they want to. We expect this initiative to be in the hands of our firms in, in 2022. Um, it is, you know, again, being built on all of these other phases that, that, that you know, have to be first delivered um, before we can get to this point. So, you know, when you look at the roadmap, you're going to see things like client master data, you're going to see API, you know, API modernization. A, a lot of those, a lot of that foundational work leads us to the point where we can take data and expose it out to our firm so they can self-serve. Um, uh, Kara, as you can see, there's a lot going on, but this is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, Don't I know, know I've it. covered our key <laughs> strategic initiatives. So, you know, let me turn the tables and ask you, you know, what are some of the mm -hmm. insights initiatives that our audience might be interested in that are not on this roadmap. 
You know, that's a good question. You know, these are some critical initiatives and obviously have our eyes on them, but that doesn't mean other things aren't going on well beyond this. Um, we continue to invest, you know, in our existing platform. So you'll continue to see releases in, in 2021 and forward, you know, in our advisory platform. Um, and Credit Link, I think alone last year we had seven releases. You'll continue to see, you know, quite a pace of, of releases there as we grow that platform. Uh, Portfolio Advantage and others. Um, and all those are always posted on Gateway. So you're always going to be aware of what's coming, what's next, you know, definitely continued. And then eventually on Nexus. So we'll be very excited about that. Um, but beyond that, we also have small initiatives, you know, whether it be something like the redesign of our annual IRA invoice to, you know, start including the introducing branch name, rep name, and phone number. You know, we want to um, have additional, you know, maybe smaller initiatives, but that really uh, drive again to our five technology focus areas. And that's great. And if you want to learn more about our tech roadmap and key initiatives, please go to the new tech initiatives page on Gate Gateway. That that page is live right now. So uh, just navigate to Gateway, scroll down a little bit, and you should see a, a little tile for tech initiatives. Yep, and that'll be constantly changing. We'll be adding more information as time goes on with that and as we get more information so you can be aware of what's coming. You know, this has been very informational, and I hope each of you have walked away with a better understanding of how RBC is investing in their technology offering, their tech stack, but more so how it's going to improve you and your clients' lives. Some of you may have questions about the roadmap, so I, I encourage you, you know, if you do, please reach out to your service manager for more information. You know, we'd like to hear your questions and collect them for a frequently ask questions list to accompany this recording on the site because if you have a question I'm sure someone else does also and thank you to our guest Noelle Stave and of course to each of you for taking time out of your day to spend with us goodbye and take care <laughs>